0: Hey, hey, hi, it's your girl, Maya Camille, one-third of Fakalik Girls, and you are about to listen to our sixth episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking about identity, hashtag I am, and as always, we are.
1: Today's uh, episode, we are gonna talk about identity. Identity. I am. I am. I feel like this is a really important topic for us because Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the tide is moving and we are moving along with it and Mm -hmm. there are things happening and I think it's important for us as a unit, as a community, as a group to start talking about who we are Mm
2: -hmm. and as
1: individuals, I think we're at a space, like I will speak for myself, I know I'm in a space where I'm like who am I, what am I doing here what is my purpose Mm. and it's a constant, I feel like that's a constant evolution Um, but I am often thinking about what is, why am I doing any of this, what are my Mm, intentions, like yeah, so, um, and I think what sparked this a little bit, not just like there were some personal things I think we're all going to talk about. Um, and also, there was a question asked about like who is for college girls for? And I feel like we have been like op- open about that. Um, but to make sure that we are clear, I think okay. this is one of those podcasts where we can. Discuss that a little more on who we are and what our intentions are, mm-hmm. um, what kind of community we are hoping to build and stuff like that. So let's start off by saying who we are. Like, how do you identify? Like personally? Personally, yeah. Um. Well,
0: I'm black. I'm blackity black 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 <laughs> black 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 black. You black? I'm black. You black? black. All black. With real lips. (laughs) (laughs) Stick. That's all. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm black. Um, I'm a woman. Uh I believe I'm a magical being. (laughs) I really do believe I have powers, like Uh on uh some real stuff. Um uh I'm bisexual. This is a, I really, so the thing about labels and like, not even labels, just like certain things, like I'm myself,
2: mm-hmm. you know?
0: And sometimes I feel like when I would tell people, oh, I, I'm bisexual, they'd be like, oh, 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 you just don't know what you like. Mm. Or um, I'm greedy because I want both. And I'm just like, no, it's mm. not even like, it doesn't matter who the person is. This is like, it doesn't matter what the person has in their pants is who they are it's not the pussy or the penis it's the person Mm -hmm. right and um so i just stopped saying that i was anything and just decided to like not put anything on myself but i'm learning that uh claiming who you are and saying who you are proudly is very powerful Mm -hmm. and being able to say that i'm a black woman who loves black women and loves black men and who mm. who just oh mm. Mm. that's for another episode it is never mind <laughs> we gonna talk about that <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um but yeah uh i think i'm done right now that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. how about you laura this is a hard question for yeah, me. Yeah, I know.
1: So just answer
3: as best you can. And I, I'm looking for a quote right now. But um, okay. I I'm, I, guess at this point, bless you, uh, at this point, I'm still trying to understand um, the roles of what it means to be a, for me, what it means to be a black female and a christian mm-hmm. um and showing up in the space i remember when i was probably i think my first year of seminary when all of the things were hitting me i had sent a, a message to my lovely lovely aunt auntie immaculate dr immaculate Hiroshima, and i had asked her like what does it mean to be a black woman christian right because my blackness is also african um and my womanness is also connected to being black and an African and then my Christianity um sometimes denies my blackness. Yeah. And so what does it mean to be all of these things? And um and she really shared with me like that is an answer that you will, you know, find for yourself. Mm. And so I'm still learning that. Um and too, like as a wife now and being in a partnership with my husband, who every day like we grow together and what it means to be um, husband and wife, I think is really powerful for me too because I feel like I'm becoming more of myself as um, our relationship grows in our marriage. And um, so I'm still, when I think about that question of like, who am I? I am still looking. (laughs) I'm still searching. Yeah. Um, But um, I'm also grateful for just the many conversations and questions and places where we are now like even as a four-collared girl i even identify as that um and how my experiences as a black woman and a christian and um and being married like how it allows me to show up in this space yeah so mm-hmm.
1: nice good. Mm-hmm. good okay so i identify as a black woman as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I am just now reclaiming, renaming um, my uh, self as a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, For a long time that was like my main identity Mm -hmm. and I had to let that go. Mm -hmm. Um, Not because I was ashamed of being a Christian, so before we go there. (laughs) Um, it's not. it wasn't a matter of being ashamed although there are some things that I am ashamed of in terms of what Christians do and don't do in yeah. our world but we can talk about that another day um, but more importantly that that started to because of that identity of being a Christian um, in a lot of ways it formed a lot of really harmful and hurtful things um, that I held on to a lot of internalized, oppressive stuff that I um, identified as a part of who I was. Um, and now I am releasing those things mm-hmm. um, because they are oppressive and they are also not life-forming. Mm-hmm. And that is not the Christianity that I believe in anymore. Amen. So, so I do identify as a Christian, um, a Christ follower. Um, I also identify as a mother, um, and I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud to be a mother, um, because I have two amazing human beings that
2: yes. that yes.
1: allow me to be their mom, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Um, I've grown so much, as like as a person just because I am their mother Mm -hmm. so that is an identity that I hold on to dearly uh I am a partner a wife um and that has also molded and shaped me in different ways and what it means to love another human being Mm -hmm. and what it means to love yourself when you're loving another human being um and how you work through that Mm um and let's see I also identify as a womanist, um, Mm -hmm. which is an encompassing thing of being black and woman and. A part of the Black community, and um, and theologically, that means that I think that our spirituality that includes um, some of our roots in the um, in the continent, whether that be things we know of and don't know of, things we claim, and things we're trying to discover, all of that is a part of us being um, Christian as well. Mm-hmm. That is not something we have to dismiss any longer. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And I also hold on to that idea of being a womanist and a biblical scholar and a theologian and a storyteller because I think now I am starting to accept the fact that my voice, along with the rest of y'all voices and the voices of other women, specifically women of color, specifically Black women in the theological realm and the biblical scholar realm, is so important because we we fill in a lot of gaps and we bring. A lot to the table that haven't been thought of and heard of and so I proudly um, identify as a womanist Um, and I'm still I'm still figuring out you know am I more of a biblical scholar or am I more of a theologian all of those are things that I'm discovering in seminary Um, I don't think that they have to exist separate from one another but it's something that I am you know considering um, as I study and think about all the things. Mm. So that
0: is who I am. Yes. So earlier you asked, uh, like, who's for college girls for, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to say his last name wrong, but, wrong, but it's Steve Biko. Steve Biko, yeah. Biko. He, uh, I learned about him from Tamika and her husband. <laughs> <laughs> this is the suspects being put back out. South and, African. Uh, South African.
1: Ac- murdered by.
0: Murdered by. During uh,
1: the apartheid. Yeah. Murdered
0: by the police. And he was an activist. And mm-hmm. uh, he has a quote that's like, we're setting the table. Mm-hmm. And we're putting African food and African. I'm paraphrasing like hell right now. <laughs> <laughs> but We're putting African garb
1: and African food there. No, he he, what he was saying was. Um. Like black people, right, are making this table, right, because we didn't have one, right. so we met. We're making a table now, um, and this is not excluding white people, right. You
0: are welcome, right. But it is our table, right. And I feel like that's for college girls. Like we are setting this table, we are making this space for black women who have. Who love and live and who need a place to be and to be their full selves but you are invited all are invited all are welcome but you need to recognize and realize that this is a space made for black women yeah well we are black women, and we are black women so why wouldn't we have a space for us to like for our fellow sisters to come and listen and talk and engage and have a space where we can talk now we're not saying that other people can't other women Aren't allowed and aren't, can't come, but just recognize that this space is a space of love and space of peace and of joy for Black women, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, like that's yeah. so okay, and it's nothing wrong. It's not exclusion. It's not uh, I, we hear a lot of well, can well can I listen to this too? Absolutely, can I listen to this? We encourage too? you to listen. Yes, sis, listen. <laughs> you might learn something. Yeah. You know, but yeah. just respect respect that yeah. this table and I'm, I'm i'm speaking for myself i don't know oh because <laughs> i don't I'm you just, fine okay no i i agree with agreement. that yeah okay. i'm in agreement okay
1: the so. other part too is that this is a space for all women of color to come and join right yes. so it's not it's just really frustrating that we even have to say that right and uh, yeah
3: and I will also say, okay. and also, and also yes. as Tamika loves to say, <laughs> in the reality of white supremacy, white culture, yeah. it is fact that if you are a woman of color, you are identified as black. If you're not white, you are automatically black. Now, what that does not mean, let me be clear with the statement that it, this is in my opinion that the black experience will not, you know, it doesn't convey everyone's experience, you know, right. even though the black experience is very diverse and beautiful. It doesn't convey everyone's experience. Yeah. However, when it comes to whiteness in America, if you're not white, you are seen as black and compared to that experience.
1: Yeah, it's it's a litmus test. It's it's less of. um like cultural truths Mm -hmm. because we know even within the africa african diaspora Mm -hmm. right that culture is so different depending on where you're from like hashtag wakanda yeah Mm -hmm. so it's not a matter of like you know we're not i keep saying this but it's true we're not homogenous and when we share we are actually really diverse Mm -hmm. when we share our experiences and who we are it is a diverse conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, white supremacy has actually decided that it's not, mm-hmm. and when you when you buy into that, you are actually saying that you agree with that, and that's exactly. not true. Exactly. We are diverse. Mm-hmm. We're not even from the same places. Mm-hmm. Like our experiences are different. Um, we we might relate in different ways because. Um, In terms of like being in the black community, we hold on to certain things that make uh, that help that that bond us Mm -hmm. because we had to Mm -hmm. and we continually have to Mm -hmm. in order to survive. And we celebrate those things. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, we're all very different. Mm -hmm. And we are hoping to have even more different women on our podcast to expand
2: I'm Jazz and I'm Dope. It took me a minute to get to this point, but in the end I realized how pretty Dope I am.
1: about spirituality spirituality and religion mm-hmm. and who God is and how God is in the world right now especially and specifically in Christian spaces for the most part it is very one-sided yes Thanks. and we have voices, we have understandings of God because of our experiences and our lens. And that is just as important as some old white man who sat down and decided that one verse meant something and um, this is what theology is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's very important that we Celebrate and accept that our voices are just as valid and important mm-hmm. as old white scholars who have for ages and eons been telling us this is what scripture is, this is what it means to
3: believe in this, and we're pushing back. So, yeah, we are pushing back as well as inviting voices to the table, right? Yeah, yes. I think that is so important because when we look at the history of just religion and how whiteness pervades in religion some people have written their scriptures and said okay this is truth and it stops there but here's an opportunity for us to be like okay here is our experience here is our truth but let us all come to the table and discuss it together yeah and, be- I, yeah. and that's
1: important yeah because then it becomes it becomes a whole mm-hmm. it's a whole story yeah. it's wholesome mm-hmm. That's real. That's where I think we find um, where God meets us, like at that those points where we are sharing who we are, mm-hmm. and we can see a more full. I don't think we can fully see who God is, but we can see a more fuller part of who God is showing us. God mm-hmm. is, Yes. and she be showing up, shining, right? And we just be like, well, I don't know. That don't that don't
0: look like what I was taught.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm.
0: All right. But maybe think about it a yeah. little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right. I think uh, Christianity does a really good job at boxing God in.
3: Mm-hmm. When, Absolutely.
0: When God is way bigger than anything, that any box that we could ever try Absolutely. to Agreed. put mm-hmm. her in or him in or they in, who however you talk to God, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's such a disservice. Such a disservice to us mm-hmm. that we only get to see god in her wrath or in her anger or in her judgment and we don't get to see her in her like love and affection that she created each and every one of us in this divine image of herself Mm -hmm. or himself i like to say her we can stick to her it's fine um yeah and then she created each and every one of us and put us here for a very specific thing that is we're made to do like Mm -hmm. we're very much equipped to do the things that we have that we want to do and we just it's just all about unlearning the ways that we've been told to deny ourselves and to to deny our godness and to deny our divinity and Mm -hmm. our our power so yeah so don't belong in no box sure I really don't. hate boxes I had this conversation about boxes recently like don't put me in no boxes like you don't know me you don't know what I'm capable of and just cause you can't see what I'm capable of don't mean that I, I'm not capable of it mm-hmm.
1: you know
3: mm-hmm.
0: fuck. Agreed agreed
1: yes so one other thing that um <coughs> I had the pleasure of I got okay one of the mothers, I consider her mother, of womanism, Wilda Gaffney. Mm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. She tweeted at me. Yes! On the oh. I asked a question because um, w- we can talk. Um, there's a, a worship space in Texas mm-hmm. called The Gathering, yes. and they had a Wednesday um, uh, womanist Wednesday, Wednesday mm-hmm. chat on Twitter and they were interviewing her, Wilder Gaffney, and um, if you don't know, please find her. She did a beautiful um, uh, commentary in Midrash on the Torah and um, the women in the Torah, and um, I'll tell the title in a minute. And she talked about how womanism Um, So she defined it. I'll just read what her definition is. A womanist is a black woman whose feminism is so rich, deep, thick, broad, and wide. It moves beyond the mere self-interest of paler feminisms to embrace the well-being of the whole community. Mm. Womanism is brash, bold, and brazen, like the forehead of a whore. Womanism is womanish and talks back with a hand upon her hip. It's unapologetic. Us, you know, and it includes our community, and that's that's the thing that I think we as black women bring to the space that is important, and that's why I love that we have this platform and that we're not letting up on it, that Mm -hmm. we are standing on our ground and being like, No, this is this is who we are, right? Mm -hmm. Right, um, because. You know, we talk about women issues and we talk about misogyny and patriarchy and the isms that really affect us as women. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically in our context as black women, because mm-hmm. that's our experiences. Um, and we talk about them because we care about our community. Mm-hmm. We want better for us as a yes, whole. right? as a whole. Yeah. And so, you know, I get that... Um, that pushback sometimes about you know black men feeling like attacked all the time and I want I want it to be understood that when we call these things out or when we're saying these things oftentimes in jest and like you know like come on brother you know Mm -hmm. um that it really is in love that we call these things out because we know that we could be much better Mm -hmm. if we could dismantle the shit that keeps us all bound right 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 and imprisoned in this very uh deep and um what's the word it's just we are bound sometimes and enslaved continually enslaved when we do not let go and dismantle the things that are um holding us against and pitting us against each other. Yes. And that is Mm -hmm. that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And so patriarchy, misogyny I don't want to get into like is it just whites? No. no. Okay. Um, I don't really want to go there. It does exist. It does exist within our communities. Definitely. Look at the black church. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like yeah. Mm -hmm. What? What? (laughs)
0: Like
1: yeah. And it is our voices that call that shit out because we experience it firsthand. Mm -hmm. Facts. Mm -hmm. Right? So Mm -hmm. hear us when we say.
0: Right. And the fact that we have to ask to be heard Wow. even though we've been speaking on things for yes. centuries right yeah we still have to ask to like for you to shut the hell up and listen And listen mm-hmm.
1: yeah so we're done asking yeah. i think that's yeah. what this
0: is about too like mm-hmm. we're speaking now yeah. we're all yeah. talking yeah yeah um and, <laughs> and you're gonna hear what the fuck we gotta say <laughs> so there, yes
3: <laughs> <laughs> but i also want to add like you, you, this home, um, this truth around like Ubuntu, that word, like I am because we are, right. Yes, that's one of my and words. It, yes, you know, and like, just wanting and desiring freedom um, for our community because I think for all of us, we no longer want to participate in our oppression, and we participate in our oppression when we um, don't name that patriarchy misogyny yes white supremacy uh sexism racism are real things that right. silence and oppress us correct um and so if we are all going to be free if we all are i am because we are then we need to do the work together right then we need to name our experiences together um, and, and and I too, I identify as a womanist because of, you know, to embrace the whole community is so important for me and um, just my identity as a pastor and a theologian um, because I know that I cannot be a Christian without my community. Right. I cannot be a black woman without other black women. Right. I cannot be all of me without those who surround me and form me every day. Yeah. Um, so
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to name like Doctor Wilda Gaffney. So, just I think it's important to say that because mm-hmm. um, she's done she's done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's written more than one book, um, but the book that I have that I have read for a class is um, the Woman is Midrash, um, and I it's so great. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah it it does the thing that I hope to do continually in my studies, um, which is bring out, bring out more of the voices of the women in the biblical stories, mm-hmm. um, and uh, to show how that can also inform us in our faith, which mm-hmm. I will do a little bit later, actually. Um, and she also wrote uh, Daughters of Miriam, was his women prophets in ancient Israel, and she did a wisdom ca- um, commentary on Nahum, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah. Um, so, I mean, she's got literature out there, y'all. So if you looking read it, for listen, yeah, if, read it. <laughs> Audiobook. If you're looking for, if you're looking for more than just like your regular commentaries on, um, uh, specifically, I believe most of these are all um, what the Christians call Old Testament, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Old Testament in our Bible, um, and is considered part of the Tanakh in the Hebrew Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there is literature out there that has a different perspective that um, it might it will enhance your experience of the biblical text. So mm-hmm. I recommend all three of those. Um, and any work, actually, by Dr. Wilder Gaffney, to be honest.
3: Thank you, um, Dr. Gaffney.
1: Yes, you're amazing. Um, and I hope someday you hear our podcast and know that we think you're amazing. And you tweeted at me. <laughs> I almost fainted. <laughs> and it was just like a one. It was like like i asked what the hashtag of the the twitter chat was like i just asked the whole group i added her too because why not yes and then she replied and i was like oh i have like a whole screenshot like
3: (laughs) well i fangirled yesterday when we were at that act oh not yesterday
1: oh yeah monday
3: Uh, oh gosh I think it was Tuesday. Two- no it was Wednesday It was
1: Wednesday Gosh it
3: was Wednesday With the act Wednesday And racism Wednesday was Wednesday. It was Jesus. And we wow. ran into yeah. Dr. Kelly Brown Douglas And I was like yes. Oh I <laughs> to say, But oh my god Yeah And she's like Okay, uh, and I was like, "Oh wait, okay." Sorry, <laughs> it was such a fan <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are our few of our sheroes I have a few. I have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but black women are making waves. We are. We are. We, we have are. continually been telling the truth um, and speaking truth, and um, and let us not believe that lie mm. that we um, cannot get along and oh. that we. Um, Cannot um, bring a lot of of things to the table um, because we're too catty or because we this and that. Nah, fam, we're great. That's
0: propaganda. Mm-hmm. Don't propaganda believe that. Don't Keep believe us. it because they know what type of don't force the hype. Mm-hmm. They know. Don't believe the hype. Like, come on. This yeah, country we, will fall apart without black women. Give me this world will fall apart without.
1: Preach black women. on it. We like, showed that like in the polls, but that's another story listen <laughs> I mean shut if we must I mean and the thing is is that many black women are saying the same thing mm-hmm. that we are saying yes. right? right we're just repeating the truth that has been said for decades now mm-hmm. um and we're gonna keep repeating it until
0: shit changes. yeah Hello. um
2: my name is Natalia and I identify as black, as powerful, as women, as spiritual, bisexual, athletic, determined.
0: I identify as influential and supportive. Like
1: Tamika, what a, yeah, do you have a Bible story for us? I do. You do? Yeah.
0: No? Dude, she's okay. so happy right now. <laughs> I, I wish you could see her face. The smile All is right.
1: so big. So, right. So, I would like to lift up the story of Esther. And I want to reclaim that yes. for us. Because I have read many commentaries of Esther. And mm, it does not do her the... Justice of the, of like who she was and like her stories are. Mm. So the reason why I'm lifting up the word of Esther is because she has this pinnacle moment in which she accepts completely and utterly who she is. And, and, um, and not only who she is, but also it's this like additional like corporate, um, community, uh, communal, um, uh, call out for God to help the people. So she calls for this thing. And I'll tell well, the part I'm going to tell you, understand what I mean. So the part I'm going to start at is in um, Esther 4. It's the verses 8 through 17. Actually. So basically at this point in the story, Haman um, has already decided he's going, he sent out a decree that all of the Jews were going to be killed. And, um, Basically, that all the Jews can be killed. That's what I mean. Um, and he does this because he feels very disrespected by Mordecai. Mm-hmm. And Mordecai is Esther's cousin, who is also, like, her her um, adopted father because she's an orphan. Mm-hmm. And so he's been taking care of Esther her whole life, basically. I don't know if it's her whole life, but he's been taking care of her. He's her guardian. And Mordecai also is the one who sends Esther to the king once he is looking for a wife. And the king is looking for a wife because he decided that his current wife was not what he wanted um, because she would not come out when he told her to during this like, Party. This party, right? And he was like, "Her name is Vashti, and Vashti is badass as well." Because he was like, "Vashti, come on out!" And she was like, "Nah, fam, we not doing that." <laughs> so Vashti doesn't come out, and then the king is embarrassed, and his his little minions are like, "You know, you you're the king.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't have to have her. Like, you can you can you can request that other women come. Have anyone you want. Have anyone you want." So that's exactly what he does. Mm-hmm. So all of, and basically Esther, in a lot of ways, is enslaved because. She she's brought to the king without her she has no like say in this matter mm-hmm. she has to go um and she's young these are young girls mm-hmm. so we don't know i it doesn't say in the biblical text how young she is but she's clearly young mm-hmm. um and the king asks like has all these girls come and he does what he wills with them and he's trying to find a you know a suitable wife or queen and if you know so he's hanging out sleeping with all these girls. And if he doesn't see them fit to be this queen, they go away and they're still his concubines. They're still in the cup, you know, in his,
3: under his, uh, power, but they're not the queen. Um, someone had described that time as a beauty contest, right? Basically.
1: Yeah. And he can have his way with them. And then, so Esther, (laughs) right. And so Mordecai, um, her cousin, Tells Esther, "Do not tell anyone that you're Jewish. Don't tell them who you are. Just go and do what you need to do." And then mm-hmm. she gets help from one of the eunuchs to like um, figure out like how she can please the king and get his favor. And then he she does, and he's like, "You're like a beauty You're so beautiful." And he gives her praises, and then she becomes. The queen, and this is a Persian king, so she becomes a Persian queen. And she's not practicing, um, she's not a practicing Jew at this point because she's hiding that she's Jewish. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Mordecai and Haman have this like beef. They don't like each other. Mordecai does a favor for the king. The king doesn't realize that it's Mordecai. It's like a, a level, there's lots of levels to the story. But the part that I get to is when Hammond feels mad, disrespected, goes to the king and was like, yo, you have these group of people called the Jews in your midst and they're kind of dangerous. Give me the word and I will send out a decree for the for their destruction. Mm. And then the king is like, okay, mm. okay. Um, so he does, and then Hammond does this, and then Mordecai finds out, and he's in mourning, and he goes at the gate of the um, the king's palace, and he's in his sackcloth, and he's completely in mourning, and Esther is like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. She sends her eunuch uh, servant, Hatak, to go out and figure out what is happening, um, and then Mordecai tells Hatak. So the point where I know is Mordecai then tells, gives the decree to Hatak, tells Hatak what's going on, and says tells Esther, like, yo, I need you to go before the king and tell the king that this is happening to her, to your people, um, because otherwise Mm -hmm. we're going to die. And then, so, uh, Hatak goes back to Esther. So mind you, they're not talking face to face. This Mm -hmm. is all like servants going back and forth and speaking on their behalf. And Hatak goes back to Esther and tells her all that Mordecai says. And then Esther's like, nah, fam. So here's the deal. Right. Like nobody goes before the king without the king actually inviting them to come. Right. Mm-hmm. If we do, we die. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um. Chill. Nah. <laughs> right. And mind you, at this point, the king does not know that she is a Jew mm-hmm. because she was told by Mordecai. Don't tell Don't anyone, tell anyone. you are. Right. So at this point, she's been listening to everyone else telling her what to do, and she's been very obedient, and Mordecai is giving her all these instructions, and understandably so. Um, a lot of it is from his wisdom, so it's not like he's trying to control her, but he does have control. And this is the point where she's like, I hear you, but nah, because it's been about 30 days, and the king has not actually summoned me in front of him. So I'm not finna go and be killed. He don't even know I'm a Jew, so not a fan, right? So she sends this back to Mordecai. And then the infamous words, like, maybe for such a time as this that many Christians like to um, quote um, (laughs) wrongfully. Um, (laughs) But what he's basically—so Mordecai hears this, and he's like, okay— Right, but don't think just because you're in the palace that you won't die, you're also you're still a Jew. Mm-hmm. If they find out, you're gonna die anyway. Mm. And so he poses a question like, okay, so perhaps maybe you came to this place, right? Even though it was very oppressive, um, you came to this place to be queen, um, to this royal dignity for such a time as this. Maybe this is the purpose, this mm-hmm. is your purpose, right? And she has a greater purpose, I think, but this is part of it. Mm-hmm. This is her pinnacle point where she could accept, this is who I am, mm. right? And then so Hatak and the rest of the servants come back and they tell um, Esther what Mordecai says and then Esther replies, okay, well, <laughs> how about this? Let's hold a three-day fast mm-hmm. and tell all of the Jews and Susa Um, which is what, which is where this was happening, um, to hold a fast, don't eat, don't drink on my behalf. And then after those three, and I will do the same, I will do the same with my servants Mm -hmm. and we will all fast. And after that fast, I will go before the King, even though it's against the law. Mm -hmm. And this is her infamous words. If I perish, then I perish. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, when I, started working on the storytelling you know at first it's like oh Esther's obedience and Esther does this thing but no it's more of her standing in her truth and who she is and Mm -hmm. not like this is who I am Mm -hmm. I am a queen I am a Jew Mm -hmm. I am in a position to do this Mm -hmm. I might die Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to do it anyway I am and she incorporates the community. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't just say, I'll go ahead and do it, which, you know, it's, it's not just about her. She says, we need to fast and pray Mm -hmm. so that this, so God can hear us. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so that is why, it's i feel like appropriate to bring into like our conversation because if we're speaking about being women is to believe in the importance of community and the work that we do for our community it also means standing in your truth and saying this is who i am mm-hmm. this is what i'm called to do and this is what i'm going to do mm-hmm. um, and if i perish then I perish, and there are many instances in which, as Black women, we had to actually say that thing: yes. "If I have to die, then I have to die." Mm-hmm. But this is important, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So, okay. and it's important. I, I think it's important to name right that, like, the perishing is not remaining in toxic spaces, right? Right. Um, but the perishing is um, owning, right, all of who you are and how you cannot deny yourself in order to truly live. Boom. Boom. That'll I preach. Think that will sometimes preach. as th- the myth of strong black women, they were like, okay, we're just going to stay in it. We're just going to stay in it. It's going to get better or else I'm just going to fight through it. It's going to be okay. But no sometimes you do not need to be in that space um because it is killing you and the perishing is really that you need to stand up in your truest truest self right and to say this is who i am yeah yep yep i
0: think that's the most radical revolutionary thing that you can do as Mm -hmm. a person like um you don't have to march well march if you want to but you don't have to march you don't have to go to community meetings you have to love yourself enough to know when you've had enough and to always move forward and to take that step because you don't know who's watching you Mm -hmm. you don't know how you removing yourself from a very toxic place Mm -hmm. can change someone else's life and Mm -hmm. then their life change and then it's a ripple everything we do has a rippling effect and like oh my gosh Esther was a bad ass bitch <laughs> okay. yes she was she was a baddie like, yeah
1: and the way she man I'm not even gonna get into how she ended up going before the king and like yo she mastermind that whole John. like it was it,
0: yeah <laughs> yeah she's like Mm-hmm. I know so many women who feel like they have to be strong and just be strong is to stay somewhere Mm-mm. or to stay fighting or to fight harder yeah. and give more. And it's like, no, sis. Yeah. The strongest thing you can do is to be like, I'm done. Right and i'm gonna move on right and i'm gonna feel the feeling of grief of that death because that is a death but then i'm gonna open myself up to the beauty of resurrection and the beauty of new life and the and the all-encompassing love that's coming my way because i had the courage to die
3: yes yes yeah, and die to the expectations yes. that people have for you, yep. so that you can truly live. Yeah,
1: and this was her choice. Mm-hmm. So she initially told Mordecai, and uh, in many ways, Nah, fam, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people die mm-hmm. when they go before the king. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to. Um, not <laughs> I haven't been dang. summoned mm-hmm. in 30 days. Whoa, Whoa. he, knows <laughs> he not right trying now. to. He <laughs> not trying to be with me right now. So, so why am I going before the king? The heart right? Heart. right? Um, But she realized also the power in asking for communal um, help and prayer and in making this about us and Mm -hmm. not just about her and Mm -hmm. what she has to do. And when she did that, that's when Mordecai did what she said. Mm -hmm. So at the end of that part. Um, it says Mordecai went and did everything that Esther told him. Mm-hmm. So this is that turning point in the story Powerful. where, yes, where Esther was doing all the things that Mordecai was saying. And now Mordecai is doing what Esther told him to do, mm-hmm. right? Cause she is now living in her purpose. She mm-hmm. is living in who all that she is, mm-hmm. like, all of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and she, I mean, yes, it is about like taking, it is about recognizing when you gotta, you gotta say I- I'm out, you know, it is about recognizing that. And, it, and it's also about recognizing when you say I'm in, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When you say, yeah, I, I do feel like this is where I belong. Mm-hmm. This right. is a little scary. Mm-hmm. This is very scary. And I mean, I'm sure it was terrifying, right? She could, yeah, Die. she could die And the, in the, 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 the the other part that I forgot is that like the king, if he pointed out his scepter, his golden scepter, to whomever came before him without him summoning them, then they could live. But that was the only way. It was up to him and him alone. Mm-hmm. And that's what she was saying, right? Mm-hmm. So she took that chance that he he might, you know, be like, what is with these women? Like, she ain't listening to me and now Esther coming in for me before I even ask right. her to, what's up with this? You know, we understand what that is. Um, but she took the chance anyway. And that is the, the beautiful part of the story is this turning point mm-hmm. where she decides for herself. This is not just, you know, you could look at Mordecai's words as kind of... Um, you could look at him as persuasive and even like shaming a little bit, like you want to die anyway. Um, and God's going to send someone anyway. Right. So but I think the last part where he says, like, who knows, perhaps think about it. Right. And he I think he himself is, is thinking this as well. Like, mm-hmm. wait, maybe this is the time. Mm-hmm. This is it. Um, so she lives into that. purpose and I know that the story and the the celebration of Purim is a lot more to do with the the liberation of the Jewish community so I don't want to like uh, diminish that mm-hmm. part because we we don't we don't celebrate that as Christians, um, and so I, I know it's a beautiful um, celebration of that um, liberation. And I also just want to lift up that Esther was a badass woman. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. she was pretty. She's pretty solid. Mm. Um, mm. And I love telling that story. So maybe one day I will tell it like the whole thing. It's mm. my goal. It's a life goal. Ooh. All right, so.
2: Hello, hello, hello! This is for Collar Girls. I support and love each and every one of you. And I think, um, I'm coming at y'all from uh, the East White, not sunny Jersey. But uh, I identify as black. I identify as woman. I identify as mother. I identify as wife, pastor, sister, daughter, friend, scholar. Uh, I identify as counselor. I identify as fierce and fabulous. Um, I identify as a knowledge activist. Um, And I I recently was trying to find some language around that um, to describe what I do with my girls um, and now my niece that is with us and is so wonderful. and. how I'm teaching them about not just black history, but just the history of us as women in this country, specifically black women. Um, And yeah, it's a knowledge activist because there's quite a few things that as they learn, um, they are telling uh, kids in their class. Um, But it also helps give them um, a great internal um, compass to come back to every time to recognize their own power um, as young black girls and realize the black girl magic that they have. Um, And then I also identify as a person of faith, specifically Christian, um, which at times I've been at odds with, specifically how we uh, construct Christianity and have constructed Christianity in this country for quite some time. Um, But yeah, I love all of you. And I'll see you soon.
0: So, Maya, you gotta. I do. You uh, gotta work for us? I do. Hey! Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Carefree black girl, I see you. Curly domed, brown tone, 60-inch weaves, long braids down to your knees, I see you. I see the fight and the struggle, I see the love and the honor, I see you. From every point of view, I claim that you have been put here for a purpose and your purpose is not worthless. And no matter what they say, you are worth more than anything they could ever take away. I see you. Peace.
1: Every time you do this, (laughs) every time. Amen. Amen. I just want to church that. Yes. So, yes, a whole nother episode. We made it through. Mm. Ow, ow. Hey, yo. I am Tamika Young Savage. You can find me on Twitter at TJ underscore sings. Um, I am on the gram, but not as much. So, just, you know, find me on Twitter. She's on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, y'all.
3: Um, and And I'm Laura but James uh, at LKiggy <laughs> on the Twitter. <laughs> uh <laughs> you will never find me on there, but sometimes I am. <laughs> uh so yeah, stay connected. Alright, so I'm Maya Camille, and um, you can follow me on
0: Instagram on Instagram and Twitter at Camilla Dakilla underscore C-A-M-I-L-L-A. D-A-K-I-L-L-A underscore. Um That's it.
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And you. we are for Color. College-
0: just finished our sixth episode and we can't say goodbye without sending out a few thank yous first and foremost a big thank you to anko's films and the amazing jason chestnut for supplying us with our recording equipment we're so so thankful Woohoo! Also, a big thank you to our Patreon supporters. Without you, we could not make any of these things happen. And, of course, to you, our faithful and loyal listeners, for listening to us every time we drop that hot fire. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4 Girls. That's 4 as in the word. Collard is in the greens and girls is in us. Hey. Well, actually, bye.